Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 4, Episode 13. Tegan, how are you doing today? Doing well, I'm enjoying the sunshine, enjoying summer. I had a ton of PTO last week and uh, had a good break. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's good to have. It's definitely been a good summer. Not super hot. You know, we've had a good mix here and there. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. And, you know, kind of throw that out there here on the front end. Obviously, our episode is a week behind kind of fell behind on some content there. Uh, a big thank you and just for patience in that regard to everyone out there. Uh, you know, life has kind of gotten in the way. Uh, good things for us, but you know, it does sometimes get in the way. So uh, we're just playing catch up here. Uh, but yeah, you know, we still thank you for all the support that we still get uh, regardless of that. But we're going to still uh, get back on top of that and keep pushing. So with that, uh, of course, welcome to today's episode. Uh, we've got a few questions uh, that we've seen out there people have been asking about, so a little bit of an Ask DJM episode today. So hopefully we can educate some of you out there on your questions about the system. Uh, otherwise, be sure to check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com for access to all of our content, this podcast, of course, Instagram and Twitter for content updates and other little content freebies there, uh, YouTube for VODs, content VODs, of actual plays and tutorial videos, etc. There, uh, live streams. Uh, Tegan, you mentioned that now, uh, not on Twitch anymore. That'll be on your YouTube. Tell us what you have going on with that. Definitely, I'm transitioning off Twitch, but live streams will continue. And this Tuesday, or this day, as this comes out, we are starting Occupation, uh, the sequel to the Invasion campaign. Uh, we're kicking it off with a session zero. So you get to meet some of our new heroes. Uh, some of the PCs have uh, changed uh, around and get to figure out what's going on with the galaxy and see how uh, how the PCs are going to stop the, the Yuzon Vong, who have now invaded and occupied a good chunk of the galaxy. Uh, so come through for that. Uh, but it will be on uh, my YouTube channel, uh, live stream there, uh, Tegan J Gaming at YouTube, uh, every other Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time with us kicking off a of session zero this Tuesday. Uh, good thing is the VODs will still be uh, on uh, Dungeon Jedi Masters. So if you watch them later, uh, you can just uh, probably that following Tuesday, they'll be uploaded to Dungeon Jedi Masters to so get a chance to check them out. Fantastic. Look forward to that new series. I was talking to one of the players and they were discussing uh, one of their potential player choices, character choices that might be uh, a bring over from a different campaign that I played with them. So if so, that'll be cool to see, you know, that transition there. Very cool. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's our actual play stuff. And then lastly, we have our Patreon, uh, the best way to support what we do. We appreciate all that support. We have a few new members as well. Tier two, Mason, Apple Stew and Hayden, Hayden taking advantage of the yearly discount there, and one new tier three member, uh, Jaden. So thank you to you four, and of course, all our existing supporters there, appreciate that very much. And we also do have, finally, uh, without further ado, our latest Hex locale that we've put together. As we mentioned this last episode, we're going to an ocean jungle type world, different aspects of landscape there to explore. Uh, Tegan, tell us a little bit about this Hex locale for the, this quarter of the year. 
this will be a fun one if you've ever wanted to have your players check through Endor or uh, Harunkal or any of the jungles that pop up uh, in Star Wars. This will be the way to do so. Uh, and uh, even if you want to get some ocean fun in there, too. Uh, one of the a lot of cool things with this one, I want to give a shout out. We made a mutated rancor. So if you wanted to have a force sensitive rancor fight your players, uh, go for it. It's gonna be a fun fight. You can keep them on their toes, hopefully. Uh, but then also a lot of different quests and ways to interact with the planet. Uh, the planet has some weird features to it as well, with force sensitive groves as well as uh, underwater crystals that can be harvested and sold. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that your players can kind of find as they're exploring around the so uh definitely go check that one out and let us know how the jungle and ocean goes for you and your crew easily could have been two separate uh, locales uh, we thought we'd put them together uh, but there's so much opportunity obviously above ground below the water uh so we'll see you know as we uh, create some adventures down the line for this of course start thinking uh, the community out there thinking about your community inspired adventure that we'll put together for this uh, what would you want to see in this locale there so that'll be open up today with this podcast to all uh, tier two and tier three members check that out on the patreon and bring it to your table all right i think that's everything on the front end so let's dive into uh, these few questions that we've come across uh, lately so uh, Tegan, we're going to talk about variant rule. Uh, we've got some uh, fighting weapon styles, stuff we'll talk about, and splash classes as well. Definitely, I think, some things that I could see some confusion around that. So starting off, alternate casting. So this is a variant rule. Tell us about alternate casting. Uh, looks like it was inspired by um, Star Trek Odyssey Dimension 20 series, which is super cool. So tell us what alternate casting is, maybe some of the questions you've seen specifically about it and how we can utilize that in our game. 100%. Now, this was inspired by uh, Sundry Sydney from the uh, Star Trek Odyssey series. So really cool one. Uh, yeah, this is basically if you wanted to play a class uh, but didn't want to utilize the casting style they have. So, for instance, you wanted to play a counselor, but rather than using uh, the force, you wanted to be more tech-based. Uh, these rules allow you to switch out those casting styles uh, and kind of still play rules by rules as written, uh, and then get different features that will allow you to kind of coordinate with the new casting style. Uh, so, with you playing this alternate rule, if you go for it, uh, let's keep with the counselor one. Uh, if you pick that for your saving throws, they give you additional options you can choose. Uh, so rather than using charisma as one of your saving throws, you'd pick up intelligence. Uh, it goes through and kind of shows you how to calculate the number of powers known as well as uh, your tech and force points you would have depending on which attribute you go for. Let you kind of increase or change up your class features that may be tied to one of your key attributes. It gives you kind of the, the complete walkthrough of how to do so uh, and kind of keep everything fair, balanced, uh, and kind of still, uh, even though the variant rule, rules is written for that variant. Uh, definitely a cool one. Uh, actually, one of my players uh, for the occupation is doing this with a, a tech based sentinel. Very cool. So, for what I'm understanding here, so sticking with that counselor example, uh, base counselor, you use force powers, force casting, but we're actually switching over to tech casting. So they utilize all the tech powers. Is that how that reads? That's right. Uh, and then with the counselor, so you'd go over to using all the tech powers. Uh, you'd refresh uh, on a short rest as well. Uh, or you actually you, could, you have the option with that one of going uh, keeping the counselor's force points level or switching to the tech points uh, amount for the engineer and short resting with it, uh, but allows you to kind of give those options and kind of determine how you want to play that. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's just really cool. And it gives you the matchups for each one. So Counselor matches with Engineer and vice versa. Guardian with Scout. Uh, and then Sentinel, there's a very specific uh, technique with the Scout that matches with that and gives you kind of the options for recording those over and getting exactly what you need to know. Is there, from what you understand of the variants, if I want to be a counselor that just wanted to use intelligence for my casting, uh, you know, but still wanted to flavor it as the force, I'm sure that's something you could just do at the table. But from your understanding, what was what's the reasoning for the switch to tech casting from force casting specifically? Definitely. And I think for this one, and I think you could, I, and I have to check, I think that very rule allows you, if you wanted to be more intelligence-based through the force, I think it does give you some options there. I'd have to check on that. Uh, but for uh, this one, basically, if you wanted some of the flavor, some of the pieces of counselor, like if you wanted to have the uh, the different casting abilities, like the sorcerer's options, if you wanted to like, quicken casting or things like that, but you still wanted to have that tech flavor, uh, it allows you to kind of utilize that counselor chassis, but then still use the tech powers and uh, tech resources there, making you more, more less of a force format, uh, but more of just kind of an intelligent guy who's built into his tech, uh, but not kind of have that engineer flavor to it. Awesome. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's where I, I thought it was going with it. You know, you, you like those features of that. You don't necessarily want to be, you know, the force. So as I was saying too, I think, you know, there's probably a table decision. If you, for some reason, wanted to use tech powers, but flavor them as intelligence-based force, you know, you can do whatever you want at your table really. So uh, I don't think there'd be any trouble with that, but very cool. Uh, yeah. Interesting variant rule. It'd be cool to see how that plays out in occupation, as he said. So next up, we have uh, fighting weapon styles and masteries. We've definitely touched on this quite a bit. You know, I know I have I have misspoken plenty of times in saying you needed the style before the mastery, but that's incorrect. You can take either. Uh, they definitely complement each other. However, though, uh, but Tegan, uh, dive into you know some initial discussion on what they are and the differences between the two. Fighting styles and masteries, in particular, are one of the coolest things for Star Wars Five E. I think one of the biggest things that differentiates itself from uh, D&D, uh, the fighting styles and masteries both give you really cool things you can do, but they kind of operate a little bit in different spaces. Uh, like Todd mentioned, one of the biggest things is you don't need the, the style to have the mastery. So I know some people think it's progression, but you can skip right to the mastery if that's what fits your character best. Uh, so one of the biggest questions I've seen with this is how you can pick up either the style or the mastery. Uh, some classes will give you options to take the styles, like fighters start with one, uh, sentinels have the option of picking one up, uh, then berserkers, a number of them have the option of getting a style. Uh, the only class that through their class picks get masteries, though, are fighters. The other way to pick it up is a feat, and you can do a feat for both the style or another feat for the mastery. cool thing with the style one, though, is it gives you a uh, API point or uh, the point that you can put into you kind of uh, what are your stats on that side so you can help boost yourself up at level up and still pick up a cool new fighting style. One of the big things that go along with it, because fighting styles and masters just seem to, seem to be pretty well known, uh, but there's some new stuff too, or newish, I would say, uh, with the weapon uh, focuses and weapon supremacies. These both are only available by feats, uh, but if you really want to make sure your character is really specced out on a particular style of weapon, say maybe they're a uh, kind of a sniper or uh, they're very good at with bladed weapons, you can take these and they give you additional options you can utilize with that chosen weapon, as well as bonuses and things you can bust out and just really have some, uh, really add mechanics to the flavor of whatever you're building with your character. 
Very cool. Yeah, those are the weapon uh, focus and supremacy is definitely a great addition there to expand on that uh, that side of things. Uh, what is, uh, I want to pick on one and maybe dive in a little bit further. What's one of your favorite uh, styles or masteries? Definitely with Star Wars, I feel like blades are kind of what come up a lot. Uh, with this one, uh, the blade focus, uh, it allows you, and this is just for the baseline focus one, uh, it allows you to gain a plus one uh, bonus to the weapon's damage rolls. So you're going to be doing more damage when you're wielding that blade of your choice. Uh, when you score a crit with the weapon, uh, the next attack roll that target makes before the start of your next turn will have disadvantage. Uh, you could also forgo one of your attacks and make choose to parry, uh, which will give you a plus one AC to your turn. Uh, a lot of cool options. There are a lot of ways to flavor this around two, uh, and it just gives you some more things you can bust out, and everybody always likes something extra where they can add on to a crit, too. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's a great you know initial option there for the focus. Just for contrast, uh, looking over at the Supremacy, of course, there's going to be a little bit uh, additional there. Uh, it does look like you also you gain a plus one bonus to the weapon attack roll. Uh, so attack roll, let's just specify there. The focus does to damage. The Supremacy does to the attack roll, so a difference there. Uh, whenever you have advantage on an attack roll in hits, and uh, the lower of the two rolls, so with advantage, you're rolling two dice. If both of them would also hit, uh, and the target is no more than one size larger than you, it has to make a saving throw, dexterity saving throw, or it gains a slowed level. So just a little extra potential condition you could apply there, which is always nice. Uh, critical hit range increases by one. That is always sought after. And then lastly, I think this looks similar to the other one. We take the attack action, forego one or more attacks, and you gain plus one to AC. So I think those look like the same between the two. You now do it as a bonus action with the Supremacy. As a bonus though. action. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so bonus action if you could already parry uh, there. So very cool. Yeah, similarities, but some tweaks. So definitely advantages to have both of them if you wanted, but uh, enough distinction that you might decide one or the other. Very cool. Especially with that crit range, you could have some fun with that because that go it stacks with uh keen. So if you've got some weapons that have some pluses to keen on that side, you could add this on top of it uh and get your crit range pretty wide. Do the uh the focuses and supremacies for the weapons specifically, uh, do you see those working really good with certain classes, or these seem a little bit more generalized? You know, it, it really is a little bit more weapon focused, would you say? That's it. It's pretty generalized. Uh, definitely the martial court uh, classes are where it's going to fit best, but it really kind of across the board on these ones. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Very good stuff there. Uh, lastly, splash classes. And this one was a little bit newer to me of understanding how it works, but definitely a cool concept. Tegan, what are splash classes? These are really cool, and I went through kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole. I decided to give these out for occupation. Uh, but basically, these are different enhancements based off of a core attribute of a class that you can pick up through a feat. Uh, so uh, if you take the feat, you get to go through and pick which class's abilities, uh, which class you'd want to pick from, and they get you different abilities. One of the rules, though, is you can't have any levels in the class you pick, but you also must meet the other qualifications and usually the other qualifications, if you pick a force-based class, you have to already be able to cast force powers and vice versa for tech-based classes. Uh, but the cool thing is once you pick them, you get to get whatever the, the benefits they provide. Uh, so I'm going to pick on Guardian, for instance. Uh, it allows you to use force-enhanced strikes. 
Uh, so if you pick that one up, uh, you'll get to be able to add uh, one to two D8, depending on the number of force points you spend, uh, and just add it right on to your Sentinel, Counselor build, or whatever you've got that has access to the force and get a little bit of specialization without having to go through the whole uh, kind of the, the delay of multi-classing and kind of delaying your own build. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool way to add some uh, versatility to your character uh, and just kind of have some fun with it. Yeah, I really like that feature. Definitely. Uh, you know, it's it's basically just there's not levels of each splash class improvement. It's just you get the one, but you can take the feat multiple times. So you could get, you know, you grab the guardian one, you could grab the monk, whatever you want to grab. If you want to grab a couple different things there along the way. Um, of course, you know, the big thing was that caveat or the prerequisite of uh, for the guardian specifically as the example ability to cast force powers. So make sure you have that because you know, it utilizes that in there. So uh, any any good synergy or anything that you see with uh, utilizing this for people out there wanting to take advantage of it? Definitely. So I highly, I mean, Guardians, if you're a Force class and you want to add a little extra damage to your melee strikes, uh, that's a great way to do it. Taking the Guardian Splash class or? Taking the Guardian Splash class if you're already like a Sentinel. A Force user, okay. Fighter's another great one. Fighter's pretty much good across the board. If you're going to be frequently making attack rolls, uh, it's going to give you some maneuvers that you can pick from uh, on that side. So I'll let you kind of buff out a little bit. Hey, those are kind of the big ones. Oh, actually, no, another one. Actually, I should have mentioned this one first. Uh, Berserker, if you're going to be a fighter, uh, guardian, anything that uh, not going to be casting powers often, whether they be force or tech, it's going to be in the mix, melee, using a strength weapon. This is a great one to pick. It lets you get rage. Uh, and for all of these, I should mention, too, uh, you get uses equal to your proficiency bonus per long rest of whatever that feature is. Uh, so Rage, you get to use those for your proficiency. Uh, the Guardians Enhanced Strikes for your proficiency. Uh, and just get some cool stuff you can bust out with your moves. Awesome. Yeah, always good fun to have those features like that. So very cool. All right. Well, I believe that's uh, just our questions today. I don't think we had anything else. Uh, I did see one about space uh, combat and things like that. You know, we, we do see a lot of that. You know, I think we're going to wait for a full dedicated episode to that. Uh, so we'll get there. We definitely will get there. Uh, but that's it for questions. If you have any other questions, though, be sure to let us know. And we'll, you know, we'll either answer them on the spot in the DJM Discord or put together another one of these, uh, you know, Ask DJM episodes as well. Definitely fun to do that. Anything else you've seen, uh, Tegan, that didn't make the lists, uh, but you thought of uh, questions out there generalized, otherwise maybe running the game or anything like that? Uh, yeah, nothing major. Uh, actually, one thing I will mention, and uh, this is what I always harp on for Regular 5e and Star Wars 5e, I see a lot of questions both from the Star Wars Discord uh, as well as uh, just kind of typical dun uh, Dungeons and Dragons questions. Uh, use the Adventuring Day. I feel like if you think your party is just stomping your enemies, and with Star Wars 5e, they're stronger than typical, so they probably will be. If you throw that Adventuring Day at them, uh, birds of resources, they will definitely not hit as hard and not to be able to go as Nova and just roll over your encounter. So use it it really works if you use the math i was literally going to mention a same example about uh, basically encounter a design i was going to just offer my own little antidote that in the play by post uh, the players are in the middle of a conflict and i uh, had set up a little kind of entrance uh room where their enemies 
kind of locked the doors on them through some gas grenades and they had to get out there. So it was a little bit of a thing of like, all right, we're going to burn some resources in this case, their health uh, to get out of there. And that's really uh, set the tone for the rest of the combat because, you know, they have to realize that they're not going in full strength and that changes the landscape there. So, and, uh, you know, just also feel fine as a GM to adjust on the fly. All right. Also, I was going to mention, uh, we're only going to do this one episode for July. Uh, we're kind of a little behind here and just as we're playing catch up in life and other things. So uh, this will be it for this month. We'll be back the beginning of August in three weeks, first of August, uh, with some more content and otherwise. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, but as always, uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, Tegan, give us another reminder for the premiere. Uh, is this, you said session zero of Occupation, right? Yeah, so this will be session zero of Occupation. Uh, we're going over State of the Galaxy, meeting some new PCs, and going over some new rules we're throwing out for the, this new campaign. So make sure you come through 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, on my YouTube channel, TNJ Gaming, uh, and get to hang out with us and see kind of what's in store for our heroes. Very cool. Yeah. Session zeros are always great to watch, I think, uh, with the campaign and see see the processes there. So definitely tune into that. Uh, that is everything for today's episode, though. Once again, thank you to all of our listeners, followers, and subscribers. Appreciate it very much. We will see you on the next one. May the force be with you. Force be with you.